I'm, I've always been a pretty good crier. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I can, I know how to cry. <laughs> Even when not depressed, you know, like it's just something that I've been able to get out. Like that's how I get things like, out is crying. So I don't know if that's actually like part of it. Like, am I depressed because I cry literally all the time? But like depression in itself, I don't, I, I, I can't say I appreciate it because it doesn't feel good. Welcome to episode two of Are We Our Work. I'm Tiffany Ibrahim. Are We Our Work is a platform for peer exchange that gathers and shares people's career experiences across different professional networks in South Africa. In this episode, Kwezi Matonsi discusses the gap between her hobby and employment and how she deals with depression at work. Kwezi is a chartered accountant. For somebody who wants to be in it and they're, they're crafting their practice because they can so clearly see who they are in relation to this thing, mm-hmm. It's a huge motivation factor. Mm. So if you do not have that thing, how did you keep waking up every morning, getting into whatever form of public transport you were getting into, and arrive at the office? Money. To be able to pay, like, for my life. That's basically it. Well, especially during my, my articles, I'll say... That was, like, all of it. It wasn't anything other than, like, I need to be able to pay my bills and sustain myself. Yes, I remember dating someone at the time and being like, I can't wait till I'm done with my audit kills because then I won't ever have to do auditing ever again because it was, like, really, really that bad. But, like, those were, like, some of, like, the worst times of my life. Mm? Yeah. Because with auditing, you just get like stress. You, it's like a, it's a, it's a numbers and time game. You have to do this by this amount of time because you have to move on to your next client and you have to finish. Also, just like not being able to relate to the managers and the partners because they're all white. Do you know what I mean? That was also something that like contributed. In and why? What, what made it so hard at that time in your life? to relate to a white manager. I don't know. I don't like that shit they like. <laughs> like, I don't get their jokes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Just didn't connect. Like, we didn't like the same music. We didn't want to go to the same places. We didn't have the same conversations to have from the weekend. Do you know what I mean? We just couldn't relate in, like, a lot of... Many different ways. Like, and how did that impact the, the work culture or the work environment? It impacts it because when you're, like, homies with the person, it's easier to talk to them. They'll, like, give you more help, like, coach you. They'll just make make the situation, like, the experience easier for you because you relate to them so much. They'll, like, give you tips. All of that, like, all, this, all the things that could make it better, it's easier for you to attain because you relate to that person so much. And they want to help you, right? Like, and there were, like, some black... Managers, but it just seemed like they were in their own worlds. They weren't very helpful. They were very much more focused on proving themselves as well Hmm. in the space because there were so few of them compared to 
the other ones. And other black colleagues at your at your same level felt the same way you did? Not all of them, but most of them. So, yeah. What did it mean to find somebody who could relate to you, who works in the same space, mm-hmm. under the same constraints? It did mean a lot, but it just, it just felt like a, a lot of people that I can like go and drown my sorrows with <laughs> and like complain with and to about the same stuff, but it wasn't very productive. Like, the things we'd, like, complain about, they'd just be like, oh, no, you just have to work harder, basically. I mean, that's all I got. I didn't get much. It was more like just you need to work harder and you need to just prove that, like, you're as good or better. Whereas that's not what my issue is. My issue is the fact that, like, there's X amount of hours in a day. You give me X amount of work. Those two things aren't aligning. That wasn't the issues that I had weren't the issues that were being like chatted about there. It was so I just didn't feel good. Like I don't know. It just didn't help much. Hmm. Yeah. Can you take me through some of your dark times? I know that like I took a lot of sick leave. But, like, weekday sick leave, where I don't actually have to go to the doctor for them to, like, verify that they're actually sick. So I just stay away from work a lot because I didn't want to go and I didn't, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. I remember the one time we had this thing too and we weren't sleeping and I was just, like, doing this thing and I was busy crying, like, in bed, like, on the bed, like, waking, like, and I mean, luckily, I wasn't alone during the time. I was, like, in bed with someone who was, like, I'm so sorry, you know what I mean? Like, trying to help and, like, getting me stuff. But I was just really, really, really unhappy because here I was doing this thing and it's taking forever and I've got this pressure. It has to be done by 8 in the morning. And I'm just, like, I don't know how this is going to happen. And, like, I just couldn't handle it anymore. So he actually just was like you know what let me just call your manager and tell them that like you're not fine like this is not sustainable like you have to sleep (laughs) at some point so it's just it's been tough binge drinking on the weekend was also something that was a go-to that's how my depression looked like what did drinking do for you? An escape. And partying is fun, but like, you know, there's like a line, <laughs> a thin line between like the fun of it and just like literally using it as an escape from like your reality that you're hating your job and you're hating your life and you're hating all these other things. Mm. A lot of people ask, like, okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do like photography? Do you want to change a career? And I think I've always been consistent in saying, no, I do not, because then it will it will be my job, and I don't want it to feel like my job. I just want to do it because I want to do it, and, like, you know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why? Why can't the thing you really enjoy become your job? Because then they tell you, this is the deadline, this is what you have to do by this date and on this time, and I don't want that stress. Not with photography. I want to keep it as a thing that, like, I do however I please. Or whenever I please. 
the pressure of having it have to sustain your life just feels like something else that I, a layer that I just I don't think I'd want do you understand what I'm saying you look confused <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if you do you're lying I'm wondering if it's a fear if it's a fear to commit to the thing that you love of course it's always like it is like it's scary to commit to the thing that you love full time and what is photography to you there's no anxiety. No one's going to ask you to go see what you photographed. It's just like, just for me. Hmm. And I, maybe it's like, I don't, I get like performance anxiety with someone. When someone is going like to now look at the photo and like judge it or like decide whether they like it or I don't like that part. I just like being able to take the photo and here it is and edit it for me. Yeah, I felt like really privileged that I could do this. And why Why does it feel like a privilege when we get to do the thing that we actually enjoy? Because there's so many people that don't get to do the thing that they actually enjoy. So when you do get to do the, action, the thing, it feels like a privilege. It's just so bizarre. It is. Like, why is that something we accept? That you have to be part of a privileged class to do something that you actually like want to, to do. do. Yeah. So are you more interested in continuing to do the job that aligns with your accounting degree and keep photography as a hobby, despite it being a passion? Mm, yeah. Because I'm satisfied with it. Like, I get to photograph as much as I want to photograph. Not whenever I want to photograph, which would be nice, right? So I'm happy with it as a hobby and I don't think like it should be something that be like a hobby is something is not something to look down upon. Mm-hmm. Like I'm enjoying it. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm kinda using like accounting as like the thing that is like going to fund whatever I want to do. If ever you're doing something that's not like your day job, does that automatically mean that you have a double life? Because I don't feel that way. I feel like it's just one life with like elements, different elements. When I was asking you about the different moments in your career, you kept remembering who you were in a relationship with at the time. Mm. And I'm wondering what role love played in supporting you mm. through your difficult career moments. Mm. A huge role. <laughs> mm. Tell me more. I don't know. It was just like it, it's it's. It was just really good to be able to have someone. It was great to be able to have a person to tell these things who understood and would like you know hold you when you cry, and if that wasn't there, maybe I probably would have confided in you guys more. I don't know. I've just noticed that like a lot of the things, the bad things about my 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 life and my old oh, things I'm feeling, or if I'm feeling depressed or anything, I'll tell the person I'm dating before I tell my friends or only and not tell my friends. That's like a place, a space that I feel safer for some reason. I don't know why. How's your current relationship going? I am not in a relationship. What? <laughs> Keep that in. 
<laughs> it was just like, you know, when you keep fighting about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was what it was. It was just like, you know what? This is not getting better. It's just like, whoa, before we like hate each other, you know? You know, and kind of to that point. So it was because it was the same fights. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you. Do you talk about sadness at work? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's difficult, but like I said, like I've become a lot more honest now. Like my life is my life; it's happening the way it's happening. So when I was when I just got went through a breakup, right? So I told him I was like, I'm re- I'm at home and I'm not coming because I'm sad because I just went through a breakup. Do you know what I mean? So I was able to express that. I'm very honest about stuff like that. It's not something that I'm running away from anymore. I'm just like it is what it is. What does it feel like to be? that true to your to your work environment to say that these are the personal components of me that I'm going to bring forward because like accounting is not my passion I'm trying to do everything I can to make everything else about my work good and enjoyable so me being honest is just like a relief for me and I don't have to carry that thing of just like trying to like act or do or be a certain way. And it's always easier for me to just be honest. I just find it very like it's re- it's like a relief to be to be like, yo, I'm sad, I I went through this. If I'm not passionate about like crunching these numbers, I can make my work life more enjoyable in what ways? And these are the ways that I've seen that like these are the ways, yeah. How did you get to that point? Like, how were you like, I don't care what their response is. I need to be honest because it's for me. It's because I know that, like, depression is, like, a real thing. <laughs> and, like, being sad is a real thing that affects a lot of things about your life, including your career. And, I mean, it's 2020 in a few months, you know? And, like, these are... This is in the media... We, like, know. Everyone knows. I mean, not everyone knows, but, like, there's enough information. And I'm sure, like, all the people I work with know, like, that these are things that are real and, like, things that, like, we're all going through. It's been something that's been spoken about so much more now. So I was like, okay, let's let's keep energy in my workspace because, I mean, if they're watching the news or reading this or seeing this, that, and the other, surely I can have the same like conversations in my work and just because I broke up with someone doesn't mean like I'm telling you because I want you to be my friend I want you to like keep your distance today (laughs) because you know I want to I want you to have the information that you need to to be able to make I don't know decisions well or to assess situations well if I if I can see something is affecting my job and it's specific it's it's the fact that like this morning, I want to cry. <laughs> then that's information that's important for people to know. How would you define depression? Just sadness. Just, just not wanting anything. <laughs> Do you think a lot of us are going through it? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Well, when I think of, like, the stuff that I've heard people telling me, and also 
you know, my own experience and also like the information that like I know about the world <laughs> it, it points toward that yes. People feel like sharing about their feelings or their feelings are not that important. So they just won't share them. Like once I knew what it was, I wasn't ashamed at all. How did you get to knowing to what it was? Mm, just social media, I think. And just other people's accounts also of it. And yeah, but mostly mostly social media actually. I don't know. Where did you do you know? Do you remember? <laughs> um I think for me it was it was knowing that a day didn't go badly but I just wasn't feeling good. Mm. Um and knowing that I had a full night of sleep but I would wake up feeling not, not good. Mm-hmm. So I had no no excuse, no mm. thing to pin my sadness onto. Mm. Yeah, that's and just randomly bursting into tears. Mm. Randomly seeing a rabbit jump over a road and bah there my tears are. Mm. And in moments of severe joy, feeling deep sadness. Mm. That's been a thing, like, on my birthday every time. (laughs) Oh, yeah? I've cried on most of my birthdays. Hmm. Like, sad cry, not, like, happiness cry. What do you... What do you make of it? It was just, like, I remember when it happened the first time, I was just, like... I couldn't, like... Fathom that all these people were here for my birthday. Me? You know what I mean? So, like, it was a self esteem thing, also. Maybe I was crying because I didn't feel good about myself. But, like, you know, the birthdays, that's when, like, it hits. Hmm. Do you think we'll live with this thing forever? What? Depression. Mm, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I don't think. No. Do you think it will just disappear one day? No, it won't just disappear. <laughs> so what is going to it happen? It won't just disappear, my sister. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I don't. Th- I don't think it's gonna be a forever thing. I think it's like the more you talk, and the more like you like get other perspectives and different perspectives. Because for me, sometimes it feels like. Like an imposter and like a monster that just wants to destroy everything I'm trying to build outside of it. Mm. But other times it feels like such relief because I can actually just give in to it and be like, Mm. yeah, yeah, sadness, Mm. I'm here. So I don't know. There are moments I wanted to disappear, but there are the moments where I'm like, if you help me be me and be me in a way that is more honest about what I feel, mm-hmm. then maybe you're not such a bad thing to stick around. 
Mm-hmm. But then it sounds like it's something that's like constant. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? Because that's what, not how I feel. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, for me it's pretty like constant. constant. Mm. So, so what is it for you? Like it, like. So I. That's why I'm saying like I was feeling that way, but like more recently I haven't, and it might be. And I, I can't tell you, I can't show you, you know, the line or when and how and the, you know, like, but like, I know that like, that auditing job was terrible. And it was literally like, sucking the air out of me. It was like, every, so when I stopped and then I did my photography course, something that was like, so important for me to do. And that, like, literally gave me the thing that I wanted. I wanted to be able to use my camera. And I was able to do that. Then it was, like, a relief a little bit. I was like, okay. Actually, like, there are things that, like, I can achieve. There are things that I can do. And there are outlets that I have. And that's why when I say that, like, I want to do my photography when I want to do it as, like, therapy. Because that's literally what it is for me. It's, like therapeutic to be able to go and do that thing so there's like ways in which i manage it manage your depression manage in inverted in inverted commas because i don't know if that's what i'm like trying to say properly properly. but it feels like there are ways in which that like i can manage yeah Are We Our Work forms part of a long-term research project that documents career experiences and labor market practices in South Africa. If you would like to participate in the research going forward, visit areweourwork.com to find out how you can share your work-related experiences. This episode was created and produced by me, Tiffany Ibrahim. Sound and editing by Dean Salant. Recording support by Yogan Sullivan. The music is by Vuma Levin and can be found on his album called In Motion. The episode cover was designed and illustrated by Lauren Mulligan. To stay up to date on the podcast and future episodes, follow Are We Our Work on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening.